Welcome back to the Rick and Daft Podcast. I'm Daft. And I'm Rick. And as always, we are here unscripted and raw. We are back for season five. Daft, did you enjoy your vacation from the show? Um, I did. It was very cold, though. It's a cold vacation. Yeah, it was. Um, it, um, here in Washington, we got a couple, like a foot of snow. It's still here. I hate winter. I'm not sure how uh, all those Midwestern people do it every year. Mm-hmm. It's a real drag. Um, your thoughts as a Midwesterner? Um, this was a real storm, like an actual, not snow like a fake storm. Not a fake like it's like an inch of snow and everybody freaks out. No, it, it wasn't a two inch dusting that you get and everyone in Seattle freaks out. This was like we had like eight inches of snow and people it was lost he- power, heavy wet yeah. snow. It yeah. made driving absolutely impossible. And mm-hmm. the city of Seattle didn't plow most of the side streets. So people were just stuck for days. Yeah. No, I was stuck, at least for a little bit. It was a real storm. Yeah. It was legitimate. Yeah. Legitimate storm. Uh, we're going to get into season five as we return to regularly scheduled nonsense mm-hmm. this season. Um, but first, the thought of the week. Strip poker on the Enterprise. Who you got? <laughs> they only have one. But contractually, he had a band. Wesley Crusher would make a terrible Dread Pirate Roberts. I feel like you're doubting my ability to seduce an ape princess. I'm not doubting. I'm, I'm a little doubting. It's the Rick and Daffs Thought of the Week. Daffs, I um, recently had a dream mm-hmm. where, in which you came to me and you said, Rick, you are a genius. And you gave me your car keys. And I inherently knew in the dream, this was non-verbally spoken, that what you wanted me to do was drive your car off the cliff for the insurance money. Now, what I want to know from you is how would you interpret that dream? Like, what do you think this dream means? Uh, I would say that this dream means that... I am taking something potentially good mm-hmm. or bad, <laughs> or bad, giving the responsibility to you, uh-huh. and having you make the leap first. Okay. So this is about me thinking that you're a coward. This is about you having a kid. <laughs> what? Have we announced that yet on the podcast? People know? I don't remember. I think we did. I think so. Yeah, I don't think this is about that. This is totally. The metaphor is fatherhood, and you are mm. leaping off into the abyss, and I'm going to collect the information of whether it's a good idea or not for me. Oh, for yourself. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, I could see that. That makes a lot of sense. Stacey and I are going to watch you guys, and if you screw it up horribly, we'll just judge and then not have a kid. Got it. Yeah, because <laughs> I originally was just interpreting it as Daphs is a coward, and he, he also is really bad at, at money management, Yes, and he needs, he needs a lot of help. That is true. And I, as a friend, was saying, okay, um, da- Daffodus, I will drive your car into the bay. Um and then, you know, I was I drove it into the bay, and that's mm-hmm. the end of the dream. Mm-hmm. I woke up as w- the impact, you know. <laughs> You're in the car? <laughs> yeah. Why would you be in the car driving off a cliff? <laughs> I don't know. You, you, you open the door, you put a brick on, the, on the, the gas pedal, and you put it in drive, and then let it go itself. 
I think that I think my plan, at least like in the dream, was that if I actually drive it into the bay, that you could tell me, you could say that I borrowed it, and then your insurance would cover it. No, it wouldn't though. Your insurance would cover it. <laughs> Wait, what? Because you're an insured driver through your car insurance. What if I had no insurance? Then, Just hypothetically. Then technically it would go through my insurance as an uninsured motorist. Uh, but my deductible would be immensely huge. <laughs> <laughs> so, long story short, I don't think you got your money back. No, definitely not. My car's not worth much. It's worth way more to me than it is worth on the market, I'll tell you that. uh, Well, your interpretation of the dream being me diving into fatherhood makes more sense with me actually driving the car. That is true. Into the the bay. That is very true. Mm. Yes. Um, So that's been the thought of the week. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have any other thoughts that you'd like to discuss? Um. I would love to talk about Casimir Pulaski because what? we well earlier we brought up how today's President's Day and we talked. Uh, we never brought that up. No, I mean earlier tonight. Um, oh, oh, it is President's Day. It by is the President's way. Day. Uh, he's not crazy, which is kind of a, a strange day to celebrate. And I said, well, not as strange as Casimir Pulaski, and you had not heard of it. Of course, I haven't heard of because you're not from the Midwest. Some person named Casimir Pulaski, but. I love that name, by the way. Oh. It's a, it's like an authentically funny name. It is better than that. Because his full name is Casimir's Mikhail Vladislaw Viktor Polaski. Oh. Check out how that's written. I don't so, even know how to pronounce some see, of those characters. Okay, but that person is actually from somewhere else. I thought it would I thought it was funny because it was just like a nickname. Like Cantaloupe Johnson or something. <laughs> oh, you thought it was Cashmere? <laughs> yeah, like Cashmere. Like, I thought that was his name, the not man just, The man just loved his wool. <laughs> That's what I thought it was. No, but I thought it was like a nickname. Like no, like I said, like Cantaloupe Johnson or something. No, but everyone does call him Cashmere. Like, it, it's not even like a... They don't even try They it. don't even try to pronounce it. <laughs> Yet they honor him every day. They honor him every year. I mean. Every year. Because apparently he completely uh, changed the way that the Americans do their cavalry. What? <laughs> but he's from Poland. He's a Poland commander. Okay. And and because we just have that many Polish people in the Midwest, we have the day off school and like government they, things uh, shut down. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Germans and uh, I'm guessing Polish people. A lot of Europeans immigrated after like 1948, 18, sorry, 1848 or whatever, because mm. there was a big uprising um in that in that area in Europe mm-hmm. uh because they all wanted more freedoms and the uh the leaders over there were like uh no freedoms for you here's what you can have executions yeah or and a th- one way ticket to hell yeah <laughs> and they're like I'll take the ticket and go to USA <laughs> go to America I will take that ticket to hell and take it to uh Springfield Illinois <laughs> What you don't realize is that there is actually only no direct flights to hell. They're all connecting through the Midwest. <laughs> they just hopped off halfway through. What if you didn't realize, though, when you did get a ticket to hell, but what you didn't realize was that actually you were just in a series of never-ending connections going through the Midwest. Oh, my God. So you're, God. like, stuck in, you know, you're stuck in Bismarck for a while. Mm-hmm. Then you're over, you know, maybe not in Denver, but you're, like, in some crummier small town in denver he landed in municipal ryland right <laughs> then you go to the waukesha uh 
Milwaukee airport. <laughs> then you're in Jackson Hole for a while. Yeah. Then fly over to, I don't know. Okay, so here's a question. Is Jackson Hole, Wyoming considered Midwest? I think that, I feel like the Midwest extends to Colorado, and then it ends. No way. Yeah. No, Iowa is as far as it goes west. Mm, I think it just depends. You know, I think the term Midwest adds a lot of play. <laughs> there's it's just, there's so much, there's so much about that, like Casimir Pulaski and what we view as our region versus no one wants Montana or, or I don't Wyoming. Th- no I don't one claims that. I don't think of Montana as, because I feel like it's, I don't know. I think it depends on where you grew up because you grew up in Chicago. Yeah. So like your idea of what's Midwest is different from somebody who's from the West Coast. I would never consider. Like I don't know. I I, I we always consider like basically east of Chicago, of sorry east of color of Colorado, being Midwest. Yeah, like Nebraska. That's so weird. Yeah, Nebraska's Midwest. Kansas. Kansas is Midwest. But it's weird because I don't because they're they're almost on the same uh, longitude, I think, as Wyoming and Montana. But I don't consider Wyoming or Montana. I wouldn't consider to be Midwest. Well, what would you consider it? It's like the breadbasket. It's like mountain zone. I don't. It's know. like uh, it's Western. The term Midwest is a lot of, a lot of play. Um, so we're off to a really good start. Yes. <laughs> on the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so far, we've done some dream interpretation and argued over what's Midwest and what's not Midwest. Um, any other things you'd like to argue about? I think that's it. I am going to be putting this on the Facebook, though, so that people can argue and tell me what they think is Midwest, where the, where the line is. Um, here's the other thing that we've been arguing about, and that's the definition of what a meeting is. Um, because I feel like we, we had somebody tell us, I had a work meeting and then they were describing it and it just was two people. It was just them and this other person. I'm like, I don't feel like that's a meeting. <laughs> that's what you took out of it too. It yeah. was like, there was a really important, uh, it was some... part, part of the meeting and you were like, that's not a meeting. And they're like, <laughs> that's what you pulled out of it. Yeah, that's true. They, they were, the person was going, it was like a, actually a very like serious conversation. Yes. And like, <laughs> But I got hung up on the fact that they were like that they called that a meeting, which I was like, I don't feel like that's a meeting. That just seems like two people in a room talking. Yeah. I mean, does it count? Is this a meeting, Daphs? No. No. How many people do you need for a meeting? Four. Four people minimum. Or three people with opposing views are coming out of oppo- from different points of interest. Yeah, but wouldn't that just be an auction if no. they're trying to buy something? No, no, no. Like, so... For instance, if if there's a if there's a like three way war and the general from each one comes together, there's three people from opposing views. Mm. That's a meeting. Well, okay, just just two people. Well, never. Okay, a wait a second. Does it so if George Washington, speaking of President's Day, mm-hmm. if he meets with the British general, yeah. that's not a meeting. That's just what a get together parlay. A parlay? <laughs> That's a very specific type of meeting. We have a word for it. It's called a parlay. <laughs> because it's not a meeting. <laughs> so, seriously, I feel like what I'm getting out of this is that umbrella term for a lot of things is meeting. But yes. what it really should be described as is something different. It's yes. like, yeah, you could say technically that cereal is a soup, but it's under the umbrella of soup, but it's actually its own thing. Yeah. If you said 
what kind of soup are you having? And someone said cereal, they wouldn't go, oh, that's a favorite kind of soup. They would look at you funny. Well, okay, hold on. Now we're getting onto a different track because I really do think that cereal could be defined as a soup because there are cold soups, there are dessert soups. And um, all you really need is two ingredients to make a soup. And and we have talked previously on the podcast on how uh, a root beer float is, in fact, a soup. Mm -hmm. Because you have to boil the roots to make root beer. Well, I mean, now you just add extract and high fructose corn syrup. But I, I see what you're Why is Daphs? <laughs> no, but yeah, you wouldn't say I have a meeting with my dentist. They're like, you mean an appointment? Or like, you're not like, you know, meeting. You might meet- If you said you had a meeting with your dentist, you, the people would assume that you were suing your dentist. Yeah. For like some sort of malfeasance against you. I don't have a meeting with my therapist. You don't? No. You have, you I'm have, going to uh, go meet ther- with my therapist? You, I'm going to meet with my therapist, but it's on a meeting. They're, the power dynamic is not like it even. We're having a meeting. What is it then? An appointment? It's an appointment. So anything that is uh, uneven is an appointment. Yeah. So, or, or or a one-on-one with like your boss. That's an, that's an appointment then. Yeah. Because he, they have the power. Mm. Um, like in this dynamic, you're having an appointment with me. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but it depends on both familiar, familiarity <laughs> mm-hmm. and um, power dynamic, power dynamic, and also proximity. So, for instance, mm-hmm. I don't have a meeting with my three-year-old. <laughs> I just talk to my kid. That's, that's true. It. That's true. Um, going back to you know the power dynamics. Those of you, you, it's a podcast. You can't see this, but I'm a very shallow person, um, and so I make Daph sit on a very small stool mm-hmm. that he has to talk into. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in a Barker lounger. Yes. Um, just so that he, it reinforces to him that he is deeply inferior to me, um, and occasionally I will, um, you know, poke him with a sharp stick. It doesn't really bother me that much. I mean, I do miss eye contact, but... <laughs> He's also blindfolded uh, <laughs> as soon as he enters the room. <laughs> okay, we should probably get on to the main topic um, for <laughs> the show. What are we talking about today, Daps? Uh I thought I knew what it was, but you looked at me kind of funny last time I said it. Han Solo running the Enterprise? Is that is that the, the theme? Or is that next week's? Um, that is the theme, but you've uh, you've definitely shown that you are definitely the um, uh, subordinate the subordinate <laughs> in this. Uh, there will be uh, there will be deep punishments for your gaffe here. Um, never be allowed back. Uh, you've lost your stool privileges. You'll be sitting on the floor <laughs> for the next episode. Uh, yes, we're going to talk about Han Solo if he was the captain of the Enterprise because I think that's a very interesting. <laughs> idea because i mean he is the captain of his own ship right he is so so, i mean if he was made captain of the enterprise what do you think would happen there'd be a lot more ramming speed (laughs) bring it up to ramming speed he'd be like it has shields what then let's just hit him with our shields (laughs) drive into him uh here's what i'm thinking uh my first initial thought is that there is uh Riker is either immediately tries to mutiny Mm mm-hmm or he's just immediately replaced with Chewbacca. Uh, and But Data stays on yeah. as <laughs> second officer. Well, there always has to be uh, some kind of android or onboard computer. Or Vulcan. Yes. Um, uh, what do you think would ha- What are your thoughts? I say that Riker rebels immediately. Or they end up in like some sort of... like They have a big fight. Because they're basically kind of the same character in some ways. Very much so. 
Except for Han Solo's tougher and probably cooler. And probably gets the ladies more than Riker does. Although Riker does well for himself. I mean, it seems like in the Star Trek universe, people are just, like, time is actually real. And so you've been on a ship for, like, 20 years with the same people. And you're just like, somebody knew. And he's got a beard. Can't be that bad. (laughs) Somebody knew. How else do you explain it? There's, like... (laughs) Yeah, you're right. If they had been on the ship for that for as long as they apparently seem to be, you know, at the show, like you know, the movies, right? Like they're all like a family or whatever. But in a lot of ways, they would be like a family. But it would be like the small, petty arguments, like number one, I'm so tired of you adjusting the seat differently when you're sitting in it. When I <laughs> when I come back on duty, I'm constantly, constantly having to adjust it. I mean, it's like. He's like, I can't get any love bar support. <laughs> so, you know, stuff like that. You know, maybe Data is constantly correcting people's grammar. I'm just imagining what kind of, like, petty, like, like Dwight and Jim types of pranks you would have on a ship that wasn't run quite as, you know, strictly. Well, with Han Solo being the captain, there was no way that it would be run as strictly. He, no. he would encourage you smuggling. <laughs> what, what would happen would be uh, Jean-Luc would or, be still on the ship somewhere doing something, and he'd order Earl Grey hot. But every time he orders it, it would go <laughs> up half a degree <laughs> until eventually, like, two weeks later, he's like, this is so damn hot. Why is it so hot? Like, and it would just have slowly gotten to him, but he wouldn't have recognized it until it was like, or they too- like slowly add weight to his badge. Yeah. <laughs> till one day he puts it on and just rips his shirt off. Uh, here's what I'm thinking. If he was, if a Han Solo was captain, um, one, uh, they, yeah, he would definitely. He would still revert to type and do smuggling, even mm-hmm. if he was like, "They're like, money doesn't mean anything, and nobody's getting paid." He'd be like, "But it still exists, right?" <laughs> They'd be like, "Well, yes, but I mean, nowhere in the federal." Oh, I see. Yes, um, we're going to pick up some supplies for this <laughs> other place that needs help. Uh, <laughs> and he'd be like, "Okay, Captain, the ditridium's all on board." And he'd be like, "Oh, good." And also pick up those seventy boxes over there. <laughs> he'd like hide them in the holodeck. <laughs> I think he would be deeply confused by the holodeck, but then once he figured out how it worked, that's all he would be doing. I mean, yes, I think he also would probably like be at the replicator and would be like. So what can't I replicate? Right. And they'd be like, well, I mean, there's like some restrictions. Like you can't replicate like a human being or an animal. I think they can do like guns though. Right. And he'd be like, okay, so any drug I can just replicate? (laughs) And they're like, I mean, I I guess. Okay. Computer. What's the galaxy's most addictive and expensive drug? (laughs) So just replicating like hordes of it and they're like this would be like uh the the computer would be like starfleet regulation six two three nine or five uh prohibits the use of, of replicators to make banned substances requires captain override you'd <laughs> be like ah you'd be like uh captain override and they're like what's your code he'd be like do it and they'd be like Verified. <laughs> That's his like his passcode. Do what I just, say, just, you damn computer. Just do it. Except for it's Harrison Ford, so it would be like, 
do what I say. <laughs> like, so he'd be, be kind of angry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I, I definitely could see him, him doing that. I feel like uh, Data would learn Chewie's, like, language, the Wookiee language, and they would they would become fast friends. Oh, yeah. And they would be hanging out. <laughs> and then I could see a scene where, like, somebody, like, you know how they have the scenes where, like, a non-consequential character walks into some place, mm-hmm. and then they walk past the, the actual characters, and mm-hmm. then it stays focused on them? Like, it would be like that where some, like, unknown person walks through, and then it focuses in on Data and, <laughs> and Chewbacca playing, like, chess or something like that and then uh he would like data would like checkmate him and then chewie would try and like rip off his arm and he would be like uh i can see that you're angry but you're but you're you being enraged will not help you rip off my arm (laughs) it requires uh what it'll be like some insane amount of like force Mm. (laughs) it would take you one billion torque for forces of power to rip off my arm (laughs) I definitely imagine imagine uh, <laughs> Chewbacca and Worf getting into like a feats of strength battle. <laughs> He's definitely got a beat on the hair front. Yes, it's a warrior's beard. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't Chewie also wear like a sash? Yes, yeah. he does. A, 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 it's a sash that's almost looking like a bandolier. Mm-hmm. And then they would be like, "It's nice to meet you." I think you have to go to the holodeck for combat. (laughs) That's his handshake. It's just like a, I challenge you to a fight. Yeah, they, like, yeah, Chewie would cause a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. Just the amount of shedding alone. (laughs) Right. It would just, uh, there'd just be hair everywhere. It would Mm -hmm. get sucked into the ship's, like, air filters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like, yeah, uh, to further the problem, I feel like uh, Captain Han would not... Uh, follow the Captain Picard etiquette of not having any relationships with the crew because he's the captain. Oh, no. He'd be having relationships with any one and everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Further complicating matters. Yeah. There would be no prime directive. <laughs> Here's our prime directive. Make money. <laughs> Do you think that he would just end up back exactly where he was? Like... Let's like this is like one of those classic cases of like nature versus nurture where like you bring this person who's like used to smuggling and mm-hmm. being underhanded and sneaky and you put him in a position of power in a place where they don't need to do any of that. They he could easily just be like I don't want to be captain and retire and go live like in on earth and never spend any money and just you know do whatever he wants, right? But that's not his his way. Exactly. So he would still end up like getting court-martialed yeah. from the Federation and becoming a smuggler. Han Solo is very much like young Kirk in the movies. Yeah, he's a real renegade. He yeah. would have done a lot better on the original Enterprise than the TNG Enterprise. Absolutely. But but TNG Enterprise is kind of what we're all relatively accustomed to. At least our age. At least our age. Um, how long do you think it takes? One episode, maybe two, mm-hmm. before... From taking command to him crawling around through the Jeffrey tubes. Because I guarantee you, he would get into some kind of trouble and be like, oh no. And be like, 
Yeah, it's an over-under of, like, one and a half, that's for sure. It's within the first two episodes. If he's not crawling around in the Jeffrey's tomb by episode two, then what are we even doing? No, then they've done it wrong. (laughs) I feel like he also punches somebody pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Riker, but you never know. (laughs) Does does Hans' shoot-first mentality come into battles with, like, like, giant fleets? Even when you have shield, we don't need to shoot first. Do it anyways. <laughs> well, they'd be like, Captain, why are you carrying a blaster on you <laughs> at all times? <laughs> He's like, you never know when you're going to get uh, uh, ambushed at a, at a uh, whatever on Andorian 3. <laughs> I was down at the local cantina. Some guy comes up, starts talking wise to me. I give him one of these. <laughs> he pulls out the gun. He's like swinging it around wildly. He's drinking on duty. <laughs> he's drink. He's drinking from a flask. Like this is very inappropriate behavior. He definitely wouldn't wear the uniform. No, the, the episode where the the crew lands on that planet where they they found an astronaut who had a book about a casino, yeah. and so the entire planet yeah. was like hologrammed into a casino. Mm-hmm. That episode would be a Han Solo episode. He'd be like, oh, yeah, we're definitely fixing all the dice. None of this is real. <laughs> He's like, no, but we can get it out of here. So <laughs> This is all fake. <laughs> hey, if the money spends here, it's real. <laughs> right? Yeah, he'd be the guy who was just still living there when they showed up. Yeah. And they'd be like, wait, you're not one of them? He'd be like, no, just... You know, come with me, baby. <laughs> I'm on a hot streak, all right? <laughs> yeah. I can't leave now. None of this is real. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, do you, so we're both, it seems like, in agreement that he would make a much better original series captain. Yeah. Uh, would there? I feel like there would almost be no difference, except for the anger problem. He's yeah. got a deep anger problem. Yeah, he does. Um. Although I wonder, honestly, how much of that is a Han Solo thing and how much of that is a Harrison Ford actor thing. Because it seems like... His characters are always pretty mad. Yes. It seems like a lot of them have the same thing. Whether he's in The Fugitive, whether he's in Indiana Jones, shooting first also. Mm -hmm. And he's also in Air Force One, Mm -hmm. where he is... Get off my plane. Whereas the president, he guns a bunch of Russian terrorists down with a a machine gun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which I get is a really cheesy movie, but it's also kind of awesome to just, like, imagine... (laughs) Like, this is the pitch I imagine. Okay, you're Harrison Ford. You are the president. And you... uh, our one-man commando gunning people, gunning Russian terrorists down on Air Force One. And he's like, sold. <laughs> I am I am in. See, that's no much that's not that's no better than the scripts that I gave you, the ideas. No, and you and you know the second that he said, I'm in, there was somebody who said, <laughs> like right steven seagal's in the other room waiting for his audition I'm like no steven we don't need you thank yeah you. we already found somebody i mean i'm just saying like my movie ideas were at least as good as that mm-hmm. <laughs> the president gunning people down with a machine gun i think i could do a little bit better than that i'm just saying have you heard my ideas, Daphs? I've heard your ideas. They're very good. Would you like to hear one that I've been working on now? Sure. This is completely unscripted and raw. Let's see. What's my latest movie ideas? 
Okay. Uh, how about this one, Daphs? It's called cruising. <laughs> uh, a cruise ship is out on the ocean during a zombie outbreak and mm-hmm. ends up with as the last normal human beings on Earth, or so they think. Mm-hmm. It's essentially Battlestar Galactica on a cruise ship <laughs> <laughs> with zombies. It's a comedy. Some in one episode they all get the norovirus. <laughs> in another one, they um, you know, end up, you know, finding another cruise ship and just fighting them. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking Will Farrell is the cruise ship captain. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Um terribly funny, you mean. I mean hilarious, yes, but Maybe you get Harrison Ford in there and he's elected president. He gets to, he mows some people down with a machine gun at some point in time. Maybe they encounter some zombies as they head out to tropical waters. What do you think? On a scale of one to five or zero to five, being zero, it wouldn't get made. Five, you would pay money to see it in theaters. I would I'd probably give it a two. Would watch it on Netflix. Yes. Three being would illegally download, but mm. would not pay for it. Yeah. You would not illegally download that film. I would not. What if Han Solo was in it? Then maybe. Then you would illegally download it. Then maybe. <laughs> what about if Harrison Ford was playing a Han Solo impersonator? <laughs> no? Daps is very disinterested. He's I just think... like looking at his phone all episode. This episode is terrible, and it's all your fault. All my fault. Completely I, my fault. Basically... Your stool is just getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> it just cut the legs off for every mistake that he makes. Um, I think. I what think, are you looking at? That's so interesting over there. Oh, I had an Instagram one that they got, sent me. Do you want to see it? Sure. All right. This is really good um, podcasting right here. This is probably the most unscripted and raw episode we have done in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this? Is this real? Yeah. So a, a giant whale came to this person's... Be- what? That's not real. That's real. I disagree. That's how that's how humpback whales hunt. They do what's called bubble nets. They go really, really deep in that little channel there. They blow bubbles as they swim in circles that get smaller and smaller and smaller. And the bubbles come up and it scares the fish into the center. Mm. And then they go up straight through the middle and they get this big mouth full of fish. Oh, I see it now. They eat herring. Not herons, but herring. Herring. Not the fish. Not the birds. They just jump like 30 feet out of the water and just grab one. (laughs) Man, that's a lot of energy to expend for. So, I would say that this episode is probably over. Yeah, I think so. Um, I'd like to do a recap with you. How Mm -hmm. do you feel about this episode? I feel like it's okay. Here's what we've talked about so far. It started off with me telling you about a dream that I had mm-hmm. and you interpreting it. Mm-hmm. Then we started arguing about what a meeting was. And Casimir Pulaski. And, yes, somebody named Casimir Pulaski. And the Midwest. And then we argued about the Midwest. Then for a brief period, we were supposed to be talking about Han Solo mm-hmm. and how he would be a terrible captain of the Enterprise. But it quickly devolved into... Something completely different. Mm -hmm. And then I pitched you a movie about zombies Mm -hmm. on a cruise ship. Which you had been until you said Will Ferrell. I don't think he would do it. You don't think he would be the captain? I don't think he would do it. Mm. I'm disappointed that you think that. I want to see a washed up A-list 
actor that you like, haven't seen in oh, years. Who's the most? Oh man, I can think of his face too. Val Kilmer? No, he's even more washed up than that. <laughs> um, hold on, I'm pulling it up. Gary Busey. No. Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> Who the heck is Thomas Hayden Church? This is Thomas Hayden Church. <laughs> oh, I know that guy. Yes. He's perfect. Yes, he is perfect. He's the guy from Sideways. Yeah. Not the short one. Not, not, um, not Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti's a, a legend. <laughs> yeah. He's the other guy. Paul Giamatti was in some like like weird slasher film where he like just shot a bunch of people. Yeah. It was really strange because I don't I don't know a ton about him, but I've never seen him in a movie where he's just gunning people down. He's got a really good angry um acting skill. Like he can be indignant and rage filled so I well. I think that he is just one of those guys that has a super wide range. And I think that he almost might be aided by the fact that he's not super crazy attractive. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't get typecast into anything in particular. Yeah. So he actually just is like on the merit of his acting, you know, does different things. He is more, I would say this, he is actors that look like everyday people you would meet. Yeah. Are often better actors yeah. because they don't have to rely on their looks. So they're not like Megan Foxes that got hired because you're cute. Like, you have yeah. to be a quality actor in Brad order to Pitt get is kind of like that, where he's just like, "I'm a very handsome man." Yeah, and Tom and Cruise, and so you're gonna you're gonna do well. Yeah, you know those things, but you have to be. You're Tom Hanks's. Yeah, you're you're Daft's Brantner's. Tom Hanks looks like just a normal dude, just like a well, regular now. dude, and and he's so good. Yeah, at acting, and it's more believable because you're not like, oh. You mean this drop-dead gorgeous 10 out of 10 Tom Cruise looking SOB is a dentist in Midwest (laughs) Montana? (laughs) I like when it's like so horrible, like it's so miscast, like in the sense of, yeah, exactly. Like You're like, this is not believable at all. Here's what's happening. Here's the rundown of the movie. Um, Ryan Gosling Mm -hmm. is an out-of-work used car salesman Mm -hmm. and his wife just left him Mm -hmm. and he lives in bismarck north dakota you're like wait a minute (laughs) that's actually that's actually a movie uh no you're you're talking about lars and the real girl yes but he i think has a like a mental disorder in that movie a little bit all i'm saying is is that is it very believable that you know he would be an out like an unsuccessful out of work person who's like wife left him and he has no money and he has to pay child support i'm just saying i'm stereotyping him based off his looks that's why fargo is such a good movie because you don't have uh freaking um cindy crawford as the the sheriff going around in the snow pregnant you have just a regular looking north dakotan gal person who's just a badass yeah yeah so Back to what we originally were not talking about, but then I brought up again, mm-hmm. uh, which was the reviewing of this episode. I think we've saved it. I think this has probably been the most unscripted and raw. We've had we, in a while. In a long time, because I have just, I, when I went through it, I named off like seven things. Mm-hmm. Um, you could definitely tell that we have not... Uh, wanted to stick to a script. We've done a very good job if that was our plan. And this was originally going to be like a 30-minute 
quick episode. I know, I know. Um, but you know, we're just a bunch of nattering nabobs. We just want to talk. Yeah, we're we're rounding out two and a half hours now. Yeah, <laughs> with heavy editing, I'm sure I can get it down to thirty. <laughs> um, I'll take out that whole thing that you did about uh, that your other idea for a podcast. Hey, you leave that one in. That Call, was gold. <laughs> he wanted to do a podcast. <laughs> no, we're not. We literally had to edit it out the first time. Uh, and what? no, it was not my idea. <laughs> it was your idea. This has been the Rick and Daffs podcast. <laughs> I'm Daffs. Hold on now. This is not the end of the show. <laughs> I am walking out of the room. Oh, wow. Well... <clears throat> Daps has gotten up from his stool, and uh, he's left. So I guess uh, that's uh, quite the way to enter Season 5 with a big blowout fight. Um, I'll probably try and edit most of that out. I think I can edit out the the cursing and the yelling, at least. Um, So uh, welcome to Season (laughs) 5.